Over the years, AccessReal.com has interviewed actors, directors and producers from Australia and internationally. These are the people who make the movies we love. Find out what your favourite film folk have been up to by listening to the AccessReal.com interviews. Christian Rivers is a New Zealand storyboard artist, visual effects supervisor, special effects technician and director. He first met Peter Jackson as a 17-year-old and storyboarded all of Jackson's films since Brainhead. Rivers has made his directing debut for the film adaptation of Mortal Engines after working on the Splinter Unit directing on the Hobbit trilogy and he has also won an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects on the film King Kong. Take a listen to our interview. I was eight years old when my mother died. She loved traveling the world and digging up the past. He used to visit all the time. Then one day, everything changed. She'd found something. Something he wanted. He would have killed me too. Nothing can stand in the face of this. We are London. Hester! Hurry! Get on! Hi, Christian, how are you? Good, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks very much for taking the time to talk with me today. My pleasure. First things first, uh, in this world of remakes and reboots, it's always nice to see something fresh and original, so thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're no stranger behind the camera working on like Lord of the Rings and unit director on Hobbit and Peach Dragon. When Peter Jackson comes to you and says, You're it for this one, what went through your head? Uh, terror. Terror. <laughs> <laughs> terror, terror, and terror, and sort of, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, because Pete, Pete was originally going to direct this back in 2008, and I remember reading the books, going, "Oh yeah, well that's, that's impossible. How's he going to? How's he? How's he going to do that? <laughs> um, uh, you know, good, good luck with that. I look forward to seeing it." And then when he rang up and asked me, um, I, I, I suddenly thought, "Shit, if, if, if I say yes, I'm going to have to figure this out." But um, you know, but he, you know, I, I, I you know, he, it was no secret to him that 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 I was sort of, you know. Um, Making paths to to direct something. I was trying to. I was actually going through a more conventional approach. Was, I was I was getting a low budget feature film off the ground. Um, and when he when he called me, um, and look, it was it was a sort of a decision that rocked. You know, it was a question that rocked me for about ten seconds, and then I said yes. I thought, man, if I, if I want to be directing movies, I I can't I can't not say yes to this. So. Well, yeah. now you can sort of look at it as you're a hundred million dollar plus budget director. Yeah, 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 and, and and hopefully if the if the film goes well, then then you know, and when people go see it and and it's successful, then 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 you know, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, it, it's I'm I'm just I'm I'm you know, I just feel you know, there are times when you just feel like the luckiest person in the world, really. I mean, you know, I I would have loved to have seen a film like this when I you know, when I was growing up. The hell, I'd, you know, I'd I'd love to see this you know a movie like this fresh with fresh eyes now. Um, and that's that's kind of you know that that's kind of what we wanted to do. We wanted to, to you know make make something that 
you know, was new and fresh and something that people, the audiences haven't seen before. Within the first 10 minutes of the film, you, you sort of understand how big the scale of this film is. Uh, and then obviously you have to create this entire world that's well, 3,000 years in the future. How yep. did you prepare for this film? Like, where did you start from? What was your preparation from, like? From a logistics or a design perspective? Both. Both. <laughs> I'm really intrigued um, because of how big this film is. First of all, we knew we knew pretty early on that we were going to have to um, create a lot of it with CGI. Um, yes. uh, like just just that, you know that that was that was kind of a given, um, and so it was a, just a lengthy design process. We had a great um, um, concept design team, and um, there are people that I'd worked with before, and you know one of our lead concept designers, Nick Keller, who, who designed a lot of a lot of the cities and, and the airship in, in the film. Um, he's a wonderful concept illustrator, but he also used to be an engineer. Okay. And so, um, so, so his, all, all, everything that he designs, he has this real, really sort of fundamental understanding of, of how, you know, how it might actually function. And look, it was just a, a case of, um, so there was that from, a, you know, design logistics, but there was also, you know, we just sort of had to imagine, you know, if our world was destroyed and then we, you know, we were to dig through the ashes and sort of rebuild cities that it needed to move. Like, you know, what 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 pieces might they find? Because um, the books are very steampunk. The book the books actually um, are described and they're very very steampunk. And we knew we didn't want to make a steampunk movie or rely on that look for the film. And so, but we also wanted to honour some of the character of that. And so, for London especially, we um, I mean, I, I I sort of took a line of thought that well. You know, we live in a digital age, and nearly everything that we have nowadays is, is is kept on our phones or on our laptops. You know, how we look, how we dress, this, that, and the other. And if all that was to get wiped out, no one would have any idea in a thousand years how we looked. Um, but if they were to sift through the the, um, the the ruins of London, they'd find probably a lot of the old bronze statues from like the Victorian era. Yeah. Um, and they'd have some kind of clue that that's how people in the past used to dress, and they would have reinterpreted that in some way. Um, I mean that's a real that's a really specific thing, but it was a, it was it was a justification for keeping some of that sort of steampunk um, um, sort of look, that slightly retro or very retro sort of look to the film. Um, so from a design, you know, it was just really trying to find a, a truth behind every design decision that we made. Um, you know, no matter how sort of intangible, as long as we could trace it back to something we recognised. Um, and also, um, but but also from a actual shooting logistic sort of standpoint, I wanted to make sure that um, you know mainly for the actors, but also for the integration of visual effects, that I actually wanted to have um, you know uh, always a small piece of set for, for the actors to be on. So even if most of the shot was going to be green screen and it was going to be replaced with CGI, I wanted the actors to be on a, a you know on a rusty old you know gantry with a railing and some pipes and a bit of steam, so that they always actually had that that real tactile sort of a, you know immediate world around them. Well, speaking of the sets, because usually what I try and do is watch a little bit of B-roll, so I can get an idea of how the film was shot, and I was actually quite impressed with how the amount of practical you had um, yeah I was expecting a lot more blue and green so that was obviously a, a conscious decision that you guys made early on to be more practical yeah no it totally was and a lot of that was sort of budgetary I mean we you know a, a film like this should probably cost 200 million dollars 
and we sort of made it for just over half that. Yeah. So you know, like like so so a lot of that was it was it was it was practical in that sense, but it was also I knew, I knew from day one that I wanted to make a story that was driven by the characters, was focused on the characters, and all the spectacle is um, you know peripheral to that, and e- even 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 the sort of the big the big. Um, the big uh, chase at the beginning, where London, you know, hunt, you know, chases down Saltark and ingests it, um, and you know, that's probably, you know, that, that 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 we open with that big spectacle, but it's completely introducing us to all these different characters that we're going to follow along the way. And in fact, Tom's the last character we introduce, um, um, with the, you know, um, so it 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 was sort of coming from a storytelling sort of you know story you know all the you know, a lot of those the, the visual effects philosophy was always coming from a um you know a you know a, a character you know being being driven by character yeah because of how like obviously how talented the weather people are with building anything pretty much was there a small part of you inside that went hey let's just build london um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What, what for real? Yeah, like for real. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it would be awesome. Well, and also, I mean, what, what, what's important to that thought? Um, actually, now that you bring it up, is um, you know, because you know, we, we, God, we've been fighting it, and we've been fighting it in the press since day one as a description of this film being dystopian YA. And it's like, well, no, it, it actually isn't. Like, you know, sure, we go into some pretty grotty places, but the yeah. whole point of London was that no, we wanted it to be, and it, it, London's got some, you know. Shitty areas in it, just like London does. Yeah. But um, but we wanted to also have places that have wealth and shops, and you could go and you know you, you could go to the theatre, and you know it's it's it's, it's uh, you know yeah. I mean it'd be, it'd be it'd be pretty amazing to be pretty amazing to build London. We got to build some really cool parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, now, I've, I've, like with yeah. the with the museum or the archive part of the set for uh, London. I really like the sequence when you where you get get to see parts of what the exhibits are that are within it. Um, yep. You saw like the mobile phones and all that sort of thing. Was there anything you really wanted to put in there that you just couldn't get across the line? <laughs> okay, um, oh, that's a bloody good question. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think. I think the only the only thing you know the only thing that was really tricky for this film, you know, which is really interesting, is that you know everyone you know you know you know everyone wants to try and you know design. Well, the, you know, not the usually not the filmmakers, but the studio always wants to try and design um, ways to have product placement. Yeah. And that was just really, really hard because no one wanted to kind of buy into the fact that they were going to, you know, be be a their brand was going to be a um, uh, be be in a museum. <laughs> um, but there were there actually there actually there used to be it didn't make the cut. There actually used to be an old an old faded um, McDonald's arch. Um, that was in there that that you, that, that 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 we could that that just never just never made it into the film, unfortunately. From working with Peter on these other films, is there anything that you took away from him, watching him back in like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and etc. Um, that you brought to your directing style on Mortal Engines? Um, well, I mean, you know, I mean, Pete. I mean, I tried. I tried to. Um, I mean, look. I mean, this whole film was me. You know, I, I you know, I, I, I sort of joke with Pete at the end of the shoot. You know, because it sort of broke me down and rebuilt me. I said, I'm oh, a different yeah. person to who I was six months ago. <laughs> you know, and he sort of chuck, he, chuck, he sort of chuckled and he goes, Yeah, you're slightly, you're slightly damaged. And I went, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, 
But uh, I, I think what I think what I, the main thing I learned from Pete is his is his calmness on set. Like that was very important, and I saw how that. You know, if a director, you know, their stress manifests itself into because you are always stressed, you're always stressed, you're always scared, um, and if that manifests itself into you know losing your shit or you know or or or, or, or getting into any kind of dysfunction, it just has an immediate trickle down effect and it affects everyone and it's just it's just so negative. Um, and Pete's never had that. I mean, he 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 is amazingly calm and. Um, patient and, and and generous, and I just you know I I mean I think that's kind of what I um what the, the what above anything you know that that that's kind of what I wanted you know I wanted to you know that's what I wanted to sort of emulate um you know and then your your own creativity is your own creativity and yeah. you sort of have a you know you, you you how you creatively design a shot or or, or you know um, that 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 just you know that 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 becomes purely subjective but um. It's more, you know, I'm more I sort of look to him for sort of the attitude of how you should actually, you know, function as a director on, on set. You know, you've you got a lot of people who are working really hard to try and help you achieve their vision. You know, the last thing you, you, you know, the worst thing you can do is shut down on them or, or you know, or lose your bottle. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, thanks very much, Christian. Good luck with the release. I hope it goes super well and uh, we get to see more of this world. Awesome. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks, Christian. Take care. Bye-bye. Before she died, my mother told me she was afraid of Valentine and that if anything should happen to her, I was to find you, that you could stop him. She could be a problem if she's anything like her mother. Keep it safe. What happens when you find Hester Shaw? I will kill her. He's here. In the great game of survival, this is checkmate. I knew you wouldn't leave me. Shut up and run. You sure you want to do this? I have to. For my mother. You look at her, and all you see are the jagged edges. But she is something quite different. She is beautiful and strange and very, very rare.